You're listening to On the Air with Penn State Do Boys. This is Colleen Lanzoni, campus counselor, bringing you Monday Meditations. Hello and welcome back to our podcast series on meditation. And we have uh, Jess Mondi here with us today. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm good. How are you today, Colleen? I am good. I'm really super excited about this series that we are going to be doing. And I was hoping today that you and I could talk just a little bit about meditation, um, have an overview, how to use some of the tools that we have in the room. Each week uh, when we do these programs, we are going to be using a different meditation tool that will be available in our meditation and relaxation room. So how does that sound? That sounds wonderful. I'm looking forward to learning about the couple of really cool things I see sitting on the table here. Great. Have you been to our relaxation room yet, Jess? I have. It's my favorite place on campus now. Is it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is quite a lovely, lovely space. It There's is. such great energy in there. And so if anyone, um, the goal of this is that you will be able to visit the room and access some of the tools that are there. And then, you know, if, if I'm not available to meet with you, that you could use these podcasts to help guide you through some of those tools. So I figured it would be helpful for us to talk just a little bit about meditation and what that is and then um, how to sit. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to tap a little tapping bowl here and make a sound. That's a beautiful sound, so peaceful. The tapping bowl is something that is used to just help keep you in the present moment. And so we weave it into a lot of the meditations that we do. So we will tap it at the beginning of a meditation as kind of a centering and grounding tool. And then we will tap it at the end of a meditation to kind of just bring us back to that um, frequency and use those sound waves to kind of send good energy with us. It sounds beautiful. Thank you. So meditation um, in and of itself is learning to free the mind of thoughts. And we want to work towards a clear mental channel with no static. So if anyone has ever sat down and tried to not think that you end up overthinking, right? Because, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so it's my daily life. <laughs> it is. And learning to free the mind of thoughts, it kind of reminds me back to like SpongeBob when he's like, free your mind, you know? And so and the rest will follow. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So <laughs> um, when we learn to try to free our mind, it's it's hard. It's hard to do. And it requires practice. And sometimes thoughts kind of float into our meditation practice, you know, as we're trying to still our mind. And people will end up trying to wrestle with that thought, engage with that thought, talk with that thought, struggle with that thought. What we want to do is none of that. We want to just allow that thought to float into our practice. Just notice the thought and see it as something that floats in and out, like a cloud or a balloon or a butterfly. Don't spend time on the thought. Just allow it to move freely in and then away from you. And as you do that, as the more that you learn to just see thoughts go by, and we have some really great 
um, YouTube, uh, you know, movies that we watch, little YouTube clips that help with that. There was a guy named Russ Harris. He uses acceptance and commitment therapy, and he has some great metaphoric um, YouTubes that you can watch, and they're just fantastic. So um, with, with those, you know, we really use our breath to guide us back. So you can count each breath as you breathe in and out. So what we're going to do is just kind of um, tap the bowl and breathe in. And then exhale. The breath is the central part of meditation. And when we breathe in, we want to breathe in using our diaphragm. So Jess, I want you to take your right hand and I want to put it on your stomach. And then I want you to slightly move your stomach down so it's like over your abdomen. Okay. You feel that there? Yep. Okay. And so what I want you to do now is as you breathe in, I want you to push out with your abdomen and keep your shoulders still. So people have a tendency to lift their shoulders up and down when they're breathing. And what we want is we want to use that diaphragm. So take a breath in and push out. And then as you exhale, you feel your hand kind of being drawn back in towards your navel as if it, as if it was on a pull string, like the kind of pulling it back. Yeah, it's definitely doing that. You can feel it. So that's diaphragmatic breathing. So when you breathe, really pushing out and pulling in with that exhale can really help you be much more mindful um, about your breath. And we use our breath to guide us back to our practice by counting each breath as we breathe in and out. And if you're new to meditation, give yourself some grace and don't feel overwhelmed and don't struggle with those thoughts. Um, and so, you know, the breath and the body are important um, and the tapping helps us. But the other thing that's really important is our meditation posture. So there are actually seven points to our meditation posture. And when we use them, we can help ourselves to you know, really be in that space to allow the meditation energy to move through us. So meditation experts rely on the seven-point posture to connect every part of their body during meditation practice. Um, and so posture is more commonly used in the traditional sitting position. It can be used across all positions. So we're going to go through each one. So Jess, as I do this, I want you to kind of, you know, try to put yourself in these um, positions, okay? I will do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing is your legs, okay? That's the first of the seven points. So if you're sitting, um, sitting on a cushion, you can try to sit in um, a legs crossed, like in a lotus position, um, if you can do it, and I know in a chair it's harder to do, but if you can't cross your legs. Oh, that's my favorite way to sit in a chair. Oh, is it good? <laughs> okay, good. Okay. So you sit. Right. You can sit on the meditation benches that are in the room. You can sit on the floor. We have um, some cushions in the meditation room that are called Zafus and Zabutans, um, and they are like big, giant square cushions that have a circular buckwheat cushion in the center of them, and you prop your bum up on the 
um, circular cushion and your knees rest on the square one below it. Um, and so you, with your legs, you can sit on the bench, the floor, or the cushion with your legs crossed in a lotus position. Lotus means that um, the tops of your feet are resting up on your thighs. That's really hard to do. Yeah, I can't do that one. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not flexible so, enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a half lotus. They have a full lotus. Um, they have a seiza position. They have some other positions that are in the meditation room. And what's great is there are pictures up on the wall of all these positions that you can try. So we really tried to have a lot of visuals to help people as they begin to learn the practice of meditation. So um, if the full lotus is too hard, you can try the half lotus with only one foot resting atop the opposite thigh or a simple cross-legged Burmese position. So um, Burmese is when they're just kind of sitting in your legs, just like crisscross applesauce like you learned when you were in kindergarten. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so the first point is your legs. The second is your arms. Your arms are so important to create an energy circle. Um, and so your arms and hands should be relaxed you're going to place them cupped together with palms facing up on your lap, on either knee, palms facing down. So if they're in your lap, they're facing up like you're cupping them. So like, like this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like a cup, you know, just resting one hand on top of the other, and it forms like a little circle. Um, or you, if they're on your knees, you can put them facing down. Or you can do what's a meditation circle. And a meditation circle is where you take your right hand and lay it flat and put your other hand on top of it. And then you bring your thumbs together to form a circle. And that's an energy circle. That feels pretty cool. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's a, I, I love that feeling because of the warmth in the center of my palms. Yeah. And I could spend time just focusing all of my attention and awareness on my breathing and the energy in that hand meditation circle. So let's do that for a second. Okay. Let's just take a breath. And as you breathe in, you breathe in that cool air. And as you exhale, just focus on the heat that is radiating from your palms, that energy radiating up through your thumbs, connecting together our two sides of our body, two halves forming one complete whole. How are you feeling over there, Jess? Good. I can feel some tension that's releasing in my shoulders. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a great transition into our third point, Perfect. which is <laughs> actually our back, which our back is the most important part of the body when it comes to your meditation practice. And you should always maintain an upright posture with your shoulders directly over your hips. You should not be leaning forward or leaning backward. There should be a straight spine, but relaxed. So you don't want to sit like upright and tight, but just kind of relaxed and straight, always keeping your shoulders right above your hips. I'm trying to line it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. 
It is because it doesn't always feel comfortable at first. No. You know? But once you start sitting like that, then when you're not sitting like that, then you will become more body aware and you will start sitting like that even when you're not in meditation because it's a muscle memory, right? Mm -hmm. And so the more you meditate, the more you focus your awareness on all seven of these points, the more body aware you become. So the next part, the fourth point of our seven point meditation are our eyes. And often when meditating for the first time, it is easier to concentrate with your eyes fully closed. So you can close your eyes and just remove yourself from, you know, the environmental distractions while also keeping present. And as you advance though with your meditation, try meditating with your eyes slightly open and your gaze pointing at like kind of a, you know, 45 degree angle, not a 90 degree. You don't want to look straight down, but kind of like looking over and down a little bit. Just breathe in for a minute. Taking another breath in. Now the next part of our seven point meditation posture is our jaw, right? We have a lot of tension in that mm -hmm. jaw. So as you uh, practice, you really want to be paying attention to your face and your lower jaw um, and make sure your facial muscles are relaxed and your lips are gently touching. Not like tight, but just gently touching. And then you can separate them for the exhale and bring them back together. With that, we can talk a little bit about the uh, meditation mantra. So there actually is a meditation mantra, and it is Om Mani Padme Hum. And as we meditate, we can say that. Om Mani, Mani Padme, Padme Hum. Hum. Yes. And sometimes... There are certain um, transcendental meditations, which we will get into much later. Okay. Um, transcendental <laughs> is a, a very advanced meditation, um, but that is when you repeat a phrase over and over again. And the point of that is that your conscious mind is occupied by the repetition of the phrase and it frees your subconscious mind to kind of wander. So when we do this, and I'll just model this for a minute, and we breathe in. repeat this over and it gets very trance-like you know when we do this and you kind of lose like for a minute there I forgot where I was right so <laughs> but it's a great um, great uh, meditation that you can do and in our relaxation room there's a poster and it has that 
in, oh, I think, 15 different languages. Um, so that, because it is, it translates kind of like the strength is in the lotus flower, right? Which doesn't really mean anything um, unless you, you know, are someone who really studies meditation a lot. Um, but it's just about um, our strength being, you know, coming from within and generating really positive energy. So getting back to our points, right, our fifth is our jaw. Um, and I thought that would be a great way to interject that in there to share with everyone. So the tongue is our sixth point of our meditation. You don't really think about your tongue that much when you're meditating, right? I actually think about that a lot. Do you? Ironically, because my I have a tendency to take my tongue and keep it on the roof of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I know that that tells me that I'm stressed. And when I notice it, then I actively try to not do it. Okay, so interestingly, your tongue should t- touch the upper palate to reduce the flow of saliva produced during meditation. And the goal is to minimize the swallowing process and have an uninterrupted session. Oh, well, then I'm good. You're good. So, <laughs> And I think, you know, when we do this, you know, I think about, okay, am I clenching my jaw when I'm doing this to hold my mouth closed? And is that where the stress is coming? And when we clench our tongue automatically goes up to like the roof of our mouth, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But our upper palate, if you go to like the center and hold it there, then that's not stressful. Yeah, there's a difference between, there's definitely a difference because it's usually right behind my teeth. Yes. Move it back just a little bit. It's different. Yeah. It is. And it's supposed to help prevent you from swallowing. So really, you know, our goal is that we don't want anything to disrupt us. Even our own bodies, we don't want to disrupt us. We want to be in control of what our body is doing, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than our body controlling us, right? All right, and then the last part about our seven-point meditation is our head. So what we want to do is slightly bend our neck, just our chin down, just a little wee bit, and allow for a natural gaze downward, So dropping it too low can encourage drowsiness, and holding your head too high encourages your mind to wander, actually. So you want to kind of keep it just like a rested, you know, kind of 45-degree angle toward the floor, Um, not up and not down, but just kind of there. Um, And then... You know, we have our abdominal where we're breathing. And sometimes when you're sitting, you can put your hands, like we talked about your arms, you can put your hands on your abdomen to really feel the power of that breath, especially when you get started initially to help you um, with that breathing. So, you know, just some kind of final thoughts and key takeaways. Um, Choosing an effective meditation posture does take time. Although sitting in a chair or sitting cross-legged is common, it might be helpful to experiment with some other positions to find which ones are most comfortable for you. You want to make sure that your meditation positions are relaxed and you want to try to maintain still and have a great posture. And the biggest thing is breathe slowly and relax your mind. So I hope that this has been a good introduction for you guys on, you know, kind of the relaxation room, what type of meditations to have, a little bit about what to do when your mind wanders, and most importantly, focusing on your breath. Thank you so much, Colleen. I have learned just in these short 19 minutes, I have learned so much about what I'm doing right and what I need to work on. 
Um, so thank you. Oh, gosh. Thank you all for being here. Take care until we meet again. <laughs>